go into a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Oh, I'm going to a city. It lies four square. The gates are made of jasper and I'll see Hello, everybody. God bless you today. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News radio broadcast. And we are moving our broadcast over to Spreaker. So we'll be on Blog Talk Radio for a little while longer, and then we'll be found on Spreaker. But it's also on several different podcasts platforms, also on iTunes. So don't forget to uh, look for us on Spreaker. And we also have our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Susan Puzio, and Greedy Preachers TV. And we have our website, propheticnews.com, and our two books, Paula White, President Trump's Pastor, oh, God help us, and... Seed faith, can a man bribe God? So those things are available for you. And also, if you want to email me, you can email me, Susan, at propheticnews.com, and I will be looking for your email. We have our very special guest today, Jackie Alnor. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Susan. Good to be with you again. Yes, it's always enlightening. Well, the Lord gives us the understanding because it's not just me, it's you and everyone who has ears to hear the master's voice. That's it, because truly the days are evil. Mm-hmm. And understatement. Yeah, it's an understatement because there's so much going on. It's, it makes your head spin almost. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the way it had to be before, you know, God pours out his judgment. And, you know, I think you and I had a conversation, or maybe I think it was with you, about Hal Lindsey's old book from uh, the 1980s, Countdown to Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just how much, well, 1980s, the countdown hadn't begun. Now we can see in hindsight. And as they say, hindsight is always 2020. But um, it really looks like the countdown really has begun. And once and once the baby is in the canal, I don't think you can go anywhere but forward. You know, yeah. there's, you know, the Bible makes that analogy, you know, of a woman in labor and how it's going to get worse as the contractions get worse. And, you know, I think the, it's been a long labor, hasn't it? This poor woman giving birth to the second coming of Christ because it's been so long that it seems like the birth tanks have been going on. And now it seems like the transition has happened and uh, the baby's crowning and ready to come. I mean, and so the pangs are worse and, and they're no longer one or two minutes apart. They're constant and on top of each other. And it's, and there's no way out, but through. There's no way out. No, you, you think, you would like to escape. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I've given birth four times. To, <laughs> and boy, you do want to get away from your body when it's going through those things, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's, sometimes, there's sometimes you do want to uh, drop the body off at Kmart <laughs> or somewhere for the blue light specialist. Like, I want to leave it somewhere, but we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And come quickly, Lord Jesus. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Because, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but then it does get better and it gets wonderfully, magnificently better when the millennial rule of Christ begins. It's uh, so much to look forward to, and so much huh, that's got to happen before we get there. Yeah, because you can't believe, it's it's hard for me to believe uh, the deception that's going on, and uh, especially in the political world. So I hear the statement last night that someone was saying, well, Mitch McConnell saying that the Republicans won't take the Senate. And I'm thinking to myself, are you... Do people actually want the government that they have now? They actually want all these high gas prices, high food prices. How many yeah. what, what how many new IRS agents are they hiring? 87,000 new IRS agents. Uh no free yeah. speech like and, and wow. these these agents these agents are going are going to be armed and dangerous. I mean, you know, and, and it makes me think of, of how uh, remember the the tax collectors back in Jesus' day, how they were just everybody abhorred them. Well, I guess what goes around comes around, but a uh, hundredfold, huh? I don't think uh, that the Romans had a hundred and eighty-eight thousand or however many that they're trying to get. Um, you know, that many thousands of tax collectors all over Jerusalem. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> frightening. It's like, how much money are you trying to squeeze out of people for your dumb programs? And to think that people <laughs> actually voted for this. And they throw the money away. <laughs> they throw all that money away and they want more. I mean, it's, yeah, that's yeah. it. They throw it away to this country, that country, this program, yeah. that program. And yeah, and meanwhile, the you know average what, right? person is having a hard time getting by. I say bring back King George, you know, and we'll just pay the taxes on that tea. That's fine with me. <laughs> you know, because this is, I mean, this is nothing, you know, that when you think that the Revolutionary War was all started over the taxation on tea, I mean, that's like ridiculous. They tax the air you breathe here. And as a matter of fact, they're going to figure out how much uh, carbon you're eliminating, and they're going to tax you on that, too. Yeah. Yeah, to hear that statement coming out of the Republican Party that, well, we're probably going to lose the Senate. You don't have any candidates that could run on the things that the American people really want, or do you think the American people really want these things? Oh, wow. I was like, well, you know, that just shows that our our faith is not in these in any government no, of the world. No, God's got they, his own they, government. I like his government better. Yeah, there you go. 
I can't. I, I can't listen too much because I realize I, there's nothing I can do about it to change what's going to happen. And we know we're in the end times. We know the tribulation period is upon us and who knows when. And so we can't stop the book of Revelation. No, no. And it's, 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 it's a little strange the way it's playing out now, especially compared to when I first started really following, you know, the signs of the times way back in the early 1980s. And uh, in fact, it was in 83 or 84 that I took my uh, first trip to Israel with the Hal Lindsey tour. I mean, you know, I've been with that. Oh my, can you believe that? That was, that was 40 years ago or close to 40, either 40 or 39. Anyway, that was a long time ago. And I've been following these things closely ever since. And I would scour all the newspapers and magazines for, for anything that looked like, um, like, you know, it was, Harb, uh, you know, a harbinger of the soon coming of the Lord, and I didn't, I didn't look at the blood moons though at the time. Oh, but there was the Jupiter effect and the lineup of the planets. Well, I was really excited about that, and 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 then I remember there were some buzzers that were showing up in in the ghetto that you know looked like they were preparing for their feast over there. I got that from one of the prophecy teachers back in the day, <laughs> but but you know we really had to we really had to stretch it to find things. And, uh, boy, that's not necessary anymore. Oh, you know, no. I mean, I think of, 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 of Rexella Van Empey. Boy, she's been at it a long time. Yeah, she's, she? still, she's still doing television, as old as she is. She must have a good plastic surgeon. That's all I have to say, because there would be no way at 80 I'm going to be on television. I know. She's, she's still at it. She, yeah, she's still at it. Yeah, they take in, they're still taking in, like, think five million six million a year they're still taking a pretty good amount of money but while we're talking about world events this situation with um, the unification church also known as the moonies with who uh it was founded by sun myung moon and of course, they had a conference last week in South Korea. Talk about compromise. I, I was reading a book that was written by their ex-daughter-in-law. I think her name is Nan Suk. And she was married to one of their sons. I think Mrs. Moon, the wife of Sung Myung Moon, had, I think, 13 or 14 children. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, she had some very interesting things to say that I hadn't seen before. She said that, and this was back in the 1980s, and I think I had mentioned to you this, mentioned this to you before about how they get all these celebrities and these politicians to come to their events is they pay them big money well it just so happens that she says in her book that they paid george herbert walker bush over a million dollars and this is in the 1980s to appear 
at their events. They also, yeah. yeah. So you can imagine what they're paying Trump, what they're paying Paula White, what they're paying Pence, what they're paying Pompeo. This is disgusting that these people are so compromised that they would stand up and say that Mrs. Moon is a wonderful person and they're so happy to be at this event. And they're lying. They're only saying these things because they're reading a script and they're being paid millions of dollars to go. It's just- and they do have millions and millions of followers. That's the, the weird thing, you know, because it's a lot like, um, you know, this is South Korea. Their, their Christianity seems to be a mixture of Buddhism and Christianity. I, I, and you could know this by supposedly the biggest church ever with a million people going to it was Paul Yonggi Cho, a.k.a. David Yonggi Cho. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, in in uh, Seoul, Korea. And he had this million-member church. But then again, he wrote a book called The Fourth Dimension, where we can tap into this, you know, our psyche and, you know, and, and, and brought in all this meditation and, you know, contemplative stuff in to teach you how to get what you want by visualization and speaking it and making it happen and all of this. And so that was, and that's the biggest church, the, the church has the biggest membership in the whole, in the whole planet. And then later, I'm not sure if he's, he ever die or I'm not sure what happened to young Icho, but he, he was, died. He he, died. yeah, but he had spent time in jail for fraud. Yeah. He was embraced, embraced by all the biggies here, you know, the Oral Roberts and Copeland and all of those guys praised young Icho and had him speaking at all of their conferences. And, and yet he, you, you, in fact, you look at pictures of him next to Sun Young Moon and it's hard to tell them apart. Yeah. <laughs> But they, but but they have these um, these delusions of grandeur. Yeah. Like you know, uh, like he was going to a you know Young Cho. He they were all going to establish the kingdom of God on earth, and that's really similar to to Sung Young Moon, who uh, claimed to be the uh, the second coming of Christ. That that Jesus appeared to him to tell him that oh sorry. Uh, I failed my mission, so you got to pick it up and, and you, you complete what I didn't finish. Yeah. Uh, well, you're talking <laughs> about the mixture of Buddhism, and uh, Nan Suk says in her book that most of their followers are from Japan. And in the oh. 1980s, the official Unification Church was pulling in over $400 million a year through funding in Japan oh. alone. Oh my, you know, yeah. my, my daughter just spent seven years in Japan and their, their idea of Christ is, is really warped. They even have a festival every year um, where, where they say that Christ really died on the cross, but his brother did and who, who's from Japan or I, I mean, it, and they, they have all these crazy ideas about Christ and uh, it, it's really a mess. And, um, I mean, fortunately, it's a mess, you know, she was able to get into a home fellowship with, you know, with Westerners, but who who are there trying to witness to, to them, but they're so indoctrinated into that culture and, um, you know, the Shinto Buddhist sort of ideas and they've got their 
you know, their weird monuments all over the place and their Buddhas here and there and all of that. And it's, it's, it's so culturally ingrained in them that if they do come to Christ, they just tack him on to the rest of that. Well, they're taught, she, she was saying that they're taught to worship their leaders. So it wasn't hard for uh, Sun Moon mm-hmm. to uh, brainwash these people. But they also, she also says, and I didn't know this, that they use fortune tellers. They would bring fortune tellers to the house. And when one of the dead mm-hmm. son, one of the sons died, one of their 17-year-old sons died, in a car accident, from a car accident, and there was an African guy that said that he he now was the dead son, that they believed that the dead son then went and inhabited the body of this man, and they brought this man to come and live with them, and they talked to him like he was the son. And they mm-hmm. also sell, uh, they sell miracles. They were selling trinkets they earn she says they earn millions of dollars selling religious vases prayer beads and religious pictures to guarantee that their deceased family members enter the kingdom of heaven a small yes ancestor worship thrown in yeah and and you know i read i was reading up on this also that uh that he contacted this really famous psychic by the name of arthur ford arthur ford was almost as famous as Edgar Casey, and that he uh, brought him some message from the other side that he was God's uh, select person to be to to be the uh, the second advent of Christ that uh, he himself was and that you know because Christ had to be born in, in, from a human again and he was that one and so he and his wife were the new Adam and Eve uh, the whole thing and see that came and and I knew the man who used to be Arthur Ford's assistant, uh, a cultist, and um, Ben Alexander was his name. I just, I, it's funny, I was trying to remember it the other day. His name was Ben Alexander. He had a ministry called ESP, which the ESP stood for Exposing Satan's Power. And he was Arthur Ford's side person. And he told me some terrifying, scary stories of what he saw with, with, ectoplasm or all these weird stuff some of the things he saw arthur ford manifesting that was that would make your skin crawl okay and that was ben alexander i'm sure he's not with us anymore he was kind of old when i met him but he was arthur ford's assistant so i mean um now did i get the name wrong no i anyway um to, to, to read that that sun young moon was getting information through that source that is really scary. Yeah, it is. It's very scary. And they, their uh, real estate holdings in Latin America are valued at hundreds of millions of dollars. Of course, they're building this new complex there in, in uh, South Korea, which she already has this huge complex. She's, they're building another one that has three stories underground and four stories above ground. And just to look at these buildings alone, you know they have to be spending at least a billion dollars on these buildings. Yeah, you showed me the the, the prototype. Looks like it's fashioned to look like uh, like uh, St. Peter's Square in, at the Vatican. Yeah. And uh, and of course, then then on top of that, you had uh, the Pope 
want you know he him and this this imam from uh, the uh, eight the um, what do they call it the Emirates the Arab Emirates and um, Dubois are building and supposed to be opening up this year this Abrahamic center where all the Abrahamic religions are going to have their buildings facing each other you know the 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 Jews and the Christians and the Muslims and so the Pope of course that's so they brainstorm this, and it's this elaborate, huge place, again, with the, uh, you know, with, with looking like ancient architecture. And so everybody is trying to bring about this one world religion. One world religion, yeah. But then they're all going to be fighting over it because you have the Catholics that believe they're the only one. You have the Muslims that... They believe they're the only one. You have this unification church. They believe they're the only one. The Mormons believe they, they're there. So you can imagine what's going to happen once they all start fighting to be number one. Yeah, then they got to compete with the UN. Well, of course, or cooperate with the UN. Isn't it funny that the woman rises the beast and, and, and uses her and then he turns on her later? <laughs> Isn't that just like the Antichrist? I mean, this is the spirit of Antichrist at work all over the place. He's just trying to see whatever fits or whatever takes. Yeah. It's also, she also claims that um, the Washington Times, which is the newspaper that they own, in 1992, the Reverend Moon said he had invested close to a billion dollars in the paper, even though it was losing money. It's a way for them to have influence and to direct their narrative. So here you have last week Trump showing up over there. Let me play this clip because this is this is so disturbing that okay. uh, you can't even believe it when you hear it. It's ridiculous, and it's like God help us, please. Lord, help us. An international leadership conference and to speak to each of you today on a cause I care very much about, bringing peace, unity, and stability to the Korean Peninsula. I enjoyed speaking with the World Summit last February, very much so, and I want to thank the Universal Peace Federation for hosting this wonderful event. In particular, let me express my gratitude to Dr. Hak Jahan Moon for her incredible efforts on behalf of peace all over the world. She is an amazing and wonderful woman. Her personal story of escaping from North Korea at five years old is a true inspiration, and her dream that one day harmony will be restored to the Korean Peninsula is a hope we all share. I have heard about the outstanding work you're doing through Pastor Paula White, and I am confident that your efforts are having a tremendous impact. I also want to thank both. You can't make it up. Yeah, so Paula White, what is she doing for for this uh, only begotten daughter of God, as she refers to herself, uh, in order to in order for her, to allow her to infiltrate the church. That's what Paula is doing for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's infiltrating the church. I, I have news for Paula White. You can't have it both ways. Either you're going to hang around with Moon or you're going to 
claim that you're a Christian. So which one is it? Because you can't have both. You can't hang around with Moon, who who uh, claims she's the only begotten daughter of God and she's the Holy Spirit, and her her husband was the Messiah, and he's the Lord of the Second Advent, and they just celebrated at at the end of the culmination of this conference on Sunday was that they celebrated the tenth anniversary of Moon's ascension. Mm-hmm. So. Boy, and Paula was it? there to celebrate that, huh? I didn't, what a celebration. I didn't, well, I don't know if she actually stayed for that celebration. I imagine uh, that I could only say I didn't see I didn't see her in the video that they had this elaborate celebration on Sunday. But uh, doesn't she, mean she wasn't there because she was over in she wasn't South Korea. There. I, I would assume that they were all there because Pence... Gingrich, Pompeo, Dan Burton, Paula White, they were there in person. So I don't think they would have left. Yeah, I would say that they were probably there for this ceremony of his 10th anniversary. So and, can, and doesn't doesn't Mike Pence claim to be a, a born again Christian? Well, he's not. He's not. No wow. born again Christian is going to go and speak for Mrs. Moon and praise her. Notice the way Trump praised her. And the only reason he did that is because they hand you a script. They all say the same thing. They're all like the Manchurian candidate over there with, oh, we want to thank Mrs. Moon. She's so wonderful and so amazing. And meanwhile, they're doing all these things behind the scenes, this Mooney cult and trying to take over the world and bring about a one world religion. They want to unite all the religions of the world. And that's, they make that very plain, plain in their divine principle. That's exactly what they're trying to do. And the thing is, is this, this for him to say she wants to join, you know, uh, you know, have the unity of the, of North and South Korea. Oh, that's just the first step. She wants to unify all the world religions and the whole world. In fact, there's no salvation except through uh, her and her dead her dead husband. Yeah. They're 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 the they're the only two actual uh, pure people uh, who that's why you call them mother and father because they're the only pure ones who don't have original sin. Well, wait I mean, a minute. He forgives original sin. Wait, you said that. Wait a minute. Let me play this one. Oh, okay. okay. All right. The greatest gift to humankind is the blessing through which the original sin is forgiven. Men and women from different backgrounds become husband and wife, overcoming nationalism, racism, religious bigotry, and cultural intolerance. These couples are the citizens of a new nation as they raise families with God at their center. He forgives original sin. Oh, I know, but they are the only ones that can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so they had they had these big weddings. I remember there was one real famous one uh, a few decades back where Sun Young Moon uh, told everybody who to marry, and he and he and he and he joined everybody up who had never met each other and had like five hundred couples that he married them all in one big sweep. Uh, and so, but you know, they wanted to get rid of their original sin, and I, I'll bet they all just went on to a, a sinless perfection after that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well. They have his body. Uh, I think they uh, they did they embalmed him so that it wouldn't rot, and they put him in this 
glass coffin and they have a crown on his head and, and uh, these robes and, and people go and they bow down to it. So, and you mentioned about him, about Trump saying that, oh, they want to unite, bring unity to North and South Korea. The only reason is that she believes that the Messiah came from there, from Korea. Eh. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing is, these things are not secret. Uh, any of those people you just mentioned, Newt Gingrich and Mike Pence and Paula and Trump, they all have, they all have access to this information. And, and, it, and it doesn't matter to them. So since it doesn't matter to them, then, then they are sellouts and they are fake. And there, there is no Christian, there's, there's, there's no Holy Spirit in any of them. There can't be any Holy Spirit in any of them because he gets up there, Trump, and he lies about how wonderful Moon is. And, oh, I have to thank Paula White for telling me all the wonderful things she's doing. You know that he doesn't mean a word he's saying. No, and let's think about everyone compromising with Paula White to get in on her skirt tails to get to Trump. Yeah. Because that's that was, she she headed up the uh, the whole, you know, Department of Religion or whatever, and no one could get to him except through her. She was the door to Trump. And if we started going down the list of all the ones, people such as Franklin Graham and Jack uh, Hibbs and everybody else, we they know who the door was and they overlooked all of that. And and, and yeah. do you would you hear any of them speak out publicly against her association with uh, with Mother Moon? I don't think so. And why didn't they? Because they didn't care. Because it didn't behoove them. Um, to do that because they they will compromise to get to the places of power that for some reason they feel they have to get to. I mean, we really, the, the church really better be on its guard right now because there's, you know, there's this whole thing with, you know, with what, it, it's one deep state against another, one swamp coming against the other. And we don't want believers to get into the middle of all of that and and get get drawn into the quicksand of the swamp either because um people are getting so angry over what happened with that FBI raid and for good reason that was really evil yeah and yet at the same time what so so we defend the guy who is bowing before the blood sample of of Pope John Paul II is that what we're doing do we think he's the answer to anything I'm telling you, it's the deceptions are getting more and more clever because the devil has had a heck of a long time to prepare for this moment, and he's just about to enter center stage. Let me tell you, with his you are so right because you you think about it and you look at the talk about the swamp, the swamp of so-called Christian television television, the men you mentioned, did any of them, have any of them spoken out and said, look, we, we're standing up for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will not accept people that praise a cult leader who claims to be God. We will not accept that for and any they not because If they do accept that, then, then the, the, the man of the hour, when the Antichrist shows up, he's going to be a lot more impressive than Paula White. Or, uh, or or the, the the daughter of destiny or whatever her name. 
<laughs> the only begotten daughter. Oh, daughter of Jeff. I'm sorry. That was um, Catherine Kuhlman. Pardon me. Yeah, exactly. Get, get the, the Antichrist is going to be very slick. And if these oh, yeah. guys, these leaders don't wake up and start speaking out about these things and call these people on the carpet about it, then... Then so, they're sellouts. Then they're to- they are sellouts. They're already sellouts because they don't say anything. Who's sounding the alarm? There's a few people on the internet that sounded the alarm about this event this week. Yeah. But, yeah, I saw a few. Yeah, but there has to be but, more people speaking out and saying, look, you want the Christian vote? You're not getting it if you don't mm-hmm. change your ways because you're not going to use us for your political purposes. And that's that. It was interesting. Uh, we're, you know, the the video, I don't know if, if you can even play that because you can't see it as far as when uh, Paula was was being presented with uh, with her rock star husband alongside her. Was that a was that a clip to you, or was that just a video picture of them? Uh, oh, I have you know, the video. I have. I, yeah, yeah, it's a video, but there was no sound. Yeah, tell the people yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they were standing there, and what were they? Was that where they were presenting with her with flowers? No, it was. Um, oh, that was a different an, one. An interesting, another interesting point about this is they were they were standing over a memorial laying flowers for the slain former prime minister of Japan Abe, who 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 it came out that the person that shot him was disgusted with Abe for going to the moon conferences because his mother had lost all her money in savings, all the money that she lost everything because she was giving her money to this, to the unification church, to the Moonies. That's why he shot Abe. Yeah. That's that's what they were doing. They were laying flowers there at at the memorial. Oh, now is that where he, um, what is his name? Jonathan Kane. Yeah. Friga. Yeah. That's his real name. Yeah, okay, from from the, the band of Journey. Yeah. And that he, was that where he did the sign of the cross? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so in other words, he, he's a Roman Catholic because, again, why would anyone but a Catholic do, do the sign of the cross at an event like that where you're honoring the dead, right? Yeah, exactly. He showed, who, he showed exactly who he was when he did that. And wow. they try to push him. They try to push him as a born again Christian. No, Catholics and Jackie and I were raised Catholic, so we know what we're talking about. You only make the sign of the cross when you're a Catholic. You, that's a Catholic that's thing. And when you're praying for the dead, like Jonathan Cain and Paula White were standing over this memorial of the dead, a former Prime Minister Abe, and that's where Jonathan Cain made the sign of the cross. Okay, so that's just, you know, that's very revealing. And, uh, you, you know, they're, they're, it's funny how things go full circle back to the the praise of de- the dead, like holding on to Sun Young Moon's body, like like in what, in the crypto, whatever they call that crypto thing that they do to preserve it. And so it, it's, uh, you know, Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, but there seems to always has been this this worship of dead people, and um, you know, 
And that's why the Catholics have all these, you know, they, they pray, they say that they pray to saints because they're with, they're with God. And so that's, they're not dead because they're eternally living. And yet at the same time, you can't even be canonized in the Catholic Church. You know, they can't canonize someone unless the miracles were done by them um, uh, post-mortem. And so the only way to prove whether they were responsible for any miracles after they're dead is those people who talk to their dead relatives or whatever, and then some miracle happens and they can attribute it to that dead person. Only then when they have two or three of those uh, certified miracles can they be canonized and or even beatified. Uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> this, this obsession with death is, just seems to, you know, trans, trans, the, the transition from one false religious system into another. Yeah. And uh, what I say to Catholics is this, well, are you going to pray to me? Because that's what you're doing when you're praying to these dead people or you're, you think you're praying to saints. You wouldn't pray to me to ask me to do anything for you because I can't do anything. I'm not God. So <laughs> then they have to think for a minute. Oh, about what they're doing. Well, they say, oh, but, but so-and-so is, is right there with God, so he's in a better position than you are. You're not with him yet. <laughs> I've, heard all, I've heard all the arguments. But, you know, it all comes down to the, the, the spirit of Antichrist is trying to join all religions, thereby destroying any um, and merging them all together. And there's unfortunate people in the so-called evangelical church that is, doing the same thing and lending a hand with that and all have the same idea that they're all going to be at the top of the heap when they create the kingdom of God on earth. Yeah. And that's, that's what it boils down to. And they're all wanting saying they're going to bring this new age of, of <laughs> even the new ages are saying that, right? The, the period of, of uh, peace and harmony and all of that. It's funny that he would even use that term harmony. You know, you think of the, the uh, what was that? The, the great, har what was that? The, the, the harmonic har convergence. Harmonic convergence, yes. Yes. Yeah. That was, uh, that was on August 16th in 1987, the, the, the day I got yeah. married. I got married that day. That's the harmonic convergence. And people were making jokes about it at my wedding. But um, anyway, they they all they're they're kind of saying the same thing, but it's the same doctrines of devils, yeah. And and it's the Babylonian religion that uh, again, you know, Jude warns us about. We're warned about it in Revelation that it's it's the era of Balaam, and uh, that that they and the whole thing it came down to is what he was willing to do to turn you know the enemies against against Israel for money. It was all for mighty dollar. It's and that's money, what yeah. this stuff establishes. Yeah. yeah. It's all for money. Go pay here, read a script. Pray, uh, praise a crazy lady who, uh, and I've said this before, that years ago when people used to say they were Jesus, they locked up up in a mental institution. Now the former president of the United States goes and praises a crazy person that says yeah. they're God. So we 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 need we need to just shout this stuff from the housetops. It it's been very upsetting all these, th especially this because 
I don't like people doing things to deceive God's people, especially when people are hurting the way they are now. And then we have these deceivers out there who think they're going to get away with things because this, the, uh, there's not enough people talking about it. And, and, uh, but God's got their number. God's got their number. And, uh, he'll find a way to get this information out to the masses because we we have a small audience as far as, as we reach thousands of people, but there's news media and, and uh, like the, uh, places that have access to uh, millions of people. And so you mm. hope that somebody is going to run with uh, the information and embarrass these people that need to be embarrassed that they have any association with this ungodly situation, especially with uh, Mrs. Moon. Yeah, and it's a shame because so many Christians are just jumping on the Trump Trump bandwagon so much, and I think it's a snare. I think it's a real snare for them because he's look what he's in in cahoots with, and. Um, you know, these are these are dark, dark, the evil forces that are behind this woman and, and behind some of the others. Again, behind the Pope, again, Trump and Melania went and visited him and were just, you know, you know, bowing before him and everything else. And then, of course, against the so-called Saint Pope John Paul II, bowing and kneeling before his blood sample, which was a relic now that we're supposed to pray before, or here they did. Um, you know, I, I, I can't see Jesus Christ endorsing that. I don't see that being a sample of, uh, of God getting behind the, the Pope, this Pope Francis, who the conservatives within the Catholic Church, and we've talked about these guys before, uh, people like, uh, you know, the Remnant newspaper and the Church Militant, and Taylor Marshall, who wrote the book Infiltration, these conservatives, political conservatives within the Roman Catholic Church in America, at least, are fighting against this pope. Now they're calling him a heretic. They're doing they're they're opposing him and trying to even see if there's a way that they can even impeach the pope. <laughs> um, and they're calling people and they're, they're labeling him an anti-pope. And all this is, is going on, but they don't see how they're still in the thick of it because they're still, you know, one of them the other day just said, we dedicated our whole ministry to the immaculate conception of Mary. And we, you know, we, we, all this kind of stuff they're saying this. And, and then at the, on the other breath, they're saying that, Oh, you know, we, these, these terrible idols that people are making, you know, if, if they're idols of, of Mithra or Dagon or something, all oh, those are terrible, but Idols of the Queen of Heaven and, you know, the Madonna and Child or whatever, those are fine. And they they are blinded. They've got scales on their eyes, but yet at the same time, they are fighting an, a war they can't win. Oh, and, no, they um, can't tame that beast. No. No, <laughs> they can't. And they seem to think they can because because they think it's going to be um, Mary who, who, you know, who wins in the end. And so they're doing all these Hail Marys and, 
and uh, you know, and they're and they're using those uh, atomic weapons of the Rosary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I heard Laura Ingram saying that. Yes, I, I went and I prayed the Rosary with my children. Oh, it's a biblical prayer. It's a biblical prayer. Now we don't hail Mary. Well, it it was in the Bible, but we don't hail Mary. We don't worship Mary, which. When you're praying the rosary, you do. And it's repetitious. You keep saying the same thing. 50 times you have to say the Hail Mary. And then there's only one Our Father. What is there? 10 Our Fathers? And uh, No, there's five. Yeah, there's five Our Fathers and five Glory Bees and one Creed. Yeah, and 53. Yeah, I do. Because I remember we had to do it every night when I was growing up. Yeah, 53 <laughs> Bees are holy. Are, are. And then, of course, you've got in the center there. Where the little medal is, you've got the Hail Holy Queen, Mother oh, of yeah, Mercy, yeah. our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To to thee do we cry, us banished children of Eve. Uh, I mean, this is, I, I can't even recite that whole prayer. It's an abomination. So it's an abomination. And yet, at the same time, on the other hand, what was it? The Atlantic or some magazine or something said that it was a, a symbol of, of uh I don't know, of an insurrection? Or, or do you recall what that was? What, the rosary? Yeah, what that Atlantic article referred to the rosary as a uh, a sign of terrorism or something? I have that clip from Fox. Do you want me to play that? Yeah, yeah, that would clarify it. Let me play that clip. Here it is. Behind the headlines, and for that, we turn to Fox News contributor... Raymond Arroyo. All right, Raymond, let us start with this piece in The Atlantic, where the writer is attempting to villainize those who pray the rosary. I've heard it all. Laura, Daniel Paniton penned a piece titled How the Rosary Became an Extremist <laughs> Symbol. Stay with me. The Atlantic later altered the title, but it reads this way. The battle beads culture of spiritual warfare permits what? radical traditional Catholics literally to demonize their political opponents and regard the use of armed force against them as sanctified. The sacramental rosary isn't just a spiritual weapon, but one that comes with physical ammunition. Now, Laura, are Catholics out strangling people with rosary beads, or uh, are, are they loading rosary beads into cannons and firing them on pagans? I don't think so. I couldn't find one case where either thing happened. Not once. <laughs> well, Raymond, um, just because of that article, uh, you sent it to me or I sent it to you last night, yeah. I had the kids, we did all five decades of the rosary last night. And I think it's been quite a while wow. since I've done that. So what I'm saying is I'm looking at the glass half full because they <laughs> demonized the rosary. I felt that must be something I should be doing more of. So well, that's what they're we right. It is a spiritual weapon to combat the, yeah. the devil. And look, Christians have been praying this for centuries, and it's just a scriptural recitation and meditation, very structured using the Our Father, Hail Marys. But here's the point. This writer is obviously uh, filled with some kind of religious animus, and he's really afraid of faith because it was praying the rosary that brought down the Iron Curtain in Poland, ended Roe v. Wade, and maybe that's what's got him so scared. But here's the bewildering thing to me. The Atlantic is demonizing Catholics for praying the rosary. While we have a high-profile stabbing of renowned author Salman Rushdie, which increasingly appears to be religiously motivated, 
and everyone is suddenly utterly confused. <laughs> Somebody's confused, all right. <laughs> Somebody... Yeah, well, there was a big response from all of those those uh, Catholic, you know, anti ministries or whatever the ones against uh, calling the Pope an anti Pope. But they, uh, you know, as far as the rosary went, that really made them mad because they interpret the, that, this, that the seed of the woman will crush the head of the snake. They see that as Mary being the one that crushes the heat. Well, we have the, a statue the, like that in our church. Yeah. When, when, what, what is the seed of the woman? The seed of the woman is the, the referring to the seed is Christ. That is the seat of the woman. Is Christ is the one that crushes the, the yeah, head of the snake. Yeah, it's, it's her seed that's not her. So, um, you know, but that's the way they see that how things end. And so, uh, you know, uh, but but yet you can see how someone who doesn't understand all these these false theological ideas could see that as a symbol of. Um, you know, at least at least people praying against them, and 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 you know, a lot of people who aren't even Christians will believe that in the this power of prayer, or if you have positive thinking, and so many people are thinking the same thing at the same time, be it through prayer or you know whatever they're reciting or whatever, the, a lot of uh, secular people see see that there's some sort of power in that thing. Yeah, you see, not not that God's behind it, but that. That many that there's you know this this innate power in the consciousness of men that if they you know it's, it's that hundredth monkey if they if the hundredth monkey starts washing the potato before he eats it then all the monkeys in the world will do it but I won't go off into those ideas but you know that's why this these people feel intimidated by the rosaries because they see that there's some sort of uh, a metaphysical power behind those things. Oh yeah, he says that it was praying the rosary that brought down Roe v. Wade. It was praying the rosary. Yeah. yeah well, they all claiming that, and also it also got Trump elected, according to Michael yeah. Morris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if Michael. Maybe Michael needs to find out that Trump was over there with Moon praising Moon. So yeah, <sighs> and not not. Uh, the Catholic saints, but let's play this. Now, this is a very stunning clip here from Michael uh, Voris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vortex, where lies and falsehoods are trapped and exposed. I'm Michael Voris. 800 years ago, in 1232, Pope Gregory IX established an ecclesiastical tribunal whose chief aim was the rooting out of heresy, bring back the Inquisition. But with one caveat, most, virtually all, of the current hierarchy are not allowed to serve on it. Indeed, they would be the objects of the tribunal, not the inquisitors. The point of the inquisitions, plural, because there were different ones, and the Protestants even had their own after the revolt in the 16th century, the point of them was not to just bring a heretic back from his ways, but failing that to prevent him from spreading his errors to others. Seen in that light, the Inquisition was largely about justice. Innocent souls have a right to the truth and a right to be protected from falsehoods. That was the driving force behind the church's inquisitions. 
This is why we need them back again. Again, removed from any taint of the hierarchy because it is precisely from them that the innocent need to be protected. Viewed again from the perspective of justice, we can't think of anything other than an inquisition to meet it out properly. The complicit cowardly bishops, as well as the crooked and corrupt ones the cowards will not confront, bring a scourge on the people of God. What they permit, what they advance, what they will not confront, destroys faith in the minds and hearts of those with weaker faith. It is insufficient for those who have stronger faith or naive faith to sit back idly and throw around high-sounding platitudes like, oh, the church has been here before, we'll get through this as well. Uh, wow. Who's got to conduct those inquisitions he has in mind? <laughs> well, he doesn't even realize what he's saying. The inquisition was the cruelest, one of the most cruelest, cruel. Yeah, I mean, they invented the rack. Yes, they invented the rack. And in case our listeners don't know what the rack is, I've seen a rack. I've seen the rack at the Tower of London because they used it there. They would tie people's legs, spread eagle, to this rack and tie their arms above their head, separated, each arm. And they would wind this thing and they would stretch people's bones until they would confess that the Catholic Church was the one true church and repent of their heresy. They burned, was it Wycliffe that they burned at the stake or Tyndale? I uh, well, I, I believe they, well, I think they did burn Tyndale, but I think Wycliffe died before they could burn him, and so they dug up his body and then burned it. Yeah, so they, their crime was translating the Bible into the uh, yeah. language that people could read it. So that's why the Inquisition killed them. And so what is he talking about? Millions of Bible-believing Christians were killed by this Inquisition. Mm. He doesn't well, even know what he's talking about to say such no, an evil says, thing. Yeah, I've heard him say that the the idea of the separation of church and state is not biblical. That uh, you know, because, you see, because it's just that the the Catholic Church. Why do you think they call it Catholic? That means universal. They want to control the world. They want that one world religion. And these guys are upset that the Pope is going in the direction of acknowledging all the world's religions in fact even he was behind that uh that uh, abu dhabi uh abrahamic religion center where they were going to join christians and muslims and jews and see them all equal that is supposed to open up this year this big elaborate center there in uh, in um arab emirates you know so i i don't know you know, they they want to fight back against that. But on the other hand, they want what those guys want. They want to rule the world, too. And they're going to have an inquisition. And, yeah, we're uh, going to have an inquisition if you don't believe the way we want you to believe. We'll just have another yeah, then, inquisition. They want the inquisition. And who was the other one? I think it was Michael Matt saying, uh, we've got to bring back the crusades. Yeah. Yeah, let's play... Uh... that the entire Christian, you know, effort to missionize the world, to convert the world to Christianity, to follow Christ, was wrong, was genocidal, was evil, was dangerous. You understand that, right? Even if you're not Catholic, that's what it was all about. Changing culture, changing minds, changing traditions, changing a race, 
so to speak, a whole culture. Yes, it's a technical word, genocide. I didn't use it because it didn't come to my mind, but I described it. It's true, yes. Yes, it is genocide. Because what our Lord said to his apostles before the ascension into heaven, what did he say? The divine commission was to what? Go out and convert all nations. Note to Francis, that includes first nations. Go out and convert all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's, that's what Jesus said to do. And now the Vatican under Pope Francis has decided that that's genocide to introduce people to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you ever think you were going to live to see this moment? And think about being a Canadian right now. They're already sick and tired of all the sex abuse all the garbage coming out of the Catholic Church, the scandals. And now along comes the Pope to say, guess what? <laughs> all your great stories about Isaac Jogues and the Jesuits and all the priests and nuns who died, froze to death, were killed, were murdered in Canada, trying to bring Christ in charity and in love to the indigenous peoples. I, Francis, am here to tell you they were wrong. What's it like to be a Canadian Catholic today, I wonder? Thank God the stadiums were for the most part empty. <laughs> they actually had to change venues. They had great gigantic outdoor stadiums ready for Pope Francis to put on display dragging the Bride of Christ through the mud one more time. Little problem, nobody showed up. So they had to go to an indoor venue where Francis, you know, did his smudging and, and did his feather bowls of mud and smoke and whatever it was, put the headdress on, looking great, Francis, in a headdress, by the way. Now, none of this is surprising, friends, especially to traditional Catholics. None of this should be surprising. Francis is now talking about stepping down, in fact, because it was, such a, it, was such a, it was such a scandal, it was so ridiculous. The indigenous peoples up there, the activists, they were unsatisfied. They didn't care. The Catholics were disgusted. The news was, <sighs> anyway, right? Because we've seen this show before. I think that at my age, and with this limitation, I have to save myself a bit in order to be able to serve the church or decide to step aside. But none of this should be surprising. I come to you every week from a desk on which, on which Our Lady of La Salette weeps. And <laughs> why is she weeping? She's weeping because she told little Melanie, the little seer up in the mountains of La Salette, that Rome would lose the faith and become the seat of the Antichrist. Well, that, friends, seems to be happening right before our eyes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. the seat of the Antichrist. Well, uh, the, the background on that was he was reacting to the Pope going to Canada and apologizing to the indigenous people for, uh, for you know, people, the Jesuits having gone there and converted the Indians or whatever. And, uh, you know, supposedly there was some damage done to some children or something 100 years ago, and he was apologizing. And so the the, the main Indian engine chief uh 
you know, whatever that guy was, he, he, he was calling upon the, uh, the circle of spirits and the, in the grandmother spirit or something like that. And he, he told the Pope and everybody to put their hands over their heart and to, uh, call upon grandmother, um, of the earth or whatever to come and bring us into the circle of spirits, which again, they all complied with that. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. And so Michael Matt was reacting pretty strongly because he's one of those air quotes, unquote, faithful Catholics. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, and then of course, after that, after the, so many people came down on him for that, then he, the Pope, uh, declared that these, these people, especially in America, these, these conservative Catholics, they, they aren't promoting or, or the tradition they are promoting is called, uh, backwardism. That they're going backwards instead of moving along with the world and the church, you know, should have, the church can't fall behind wherever the world is going. We have to, you know, keep up. Yeah, well, I've got news for Michael Matt and Taylor Marshall and Michael Voris. Why don't you join the one true church of the Lord Jesus Christ and get born again and get out of the, this mess that you're in? Because you're not going to reform that thing. Anybody that ever tried to reform it was either murdered or had to go out and start their own thing. So you're not going to change it. Nope. I know, and I've, I've told them all one way or the other, either in person or in, in texting and or message, you know, comments under their videos, but, oh, well, yeah, Taylor Marshall blocked me on, uh, I don't know what that was on his site where I was commenting. Yeah, they, so can't, I can't. They, they want truth, but then they can't stand the truth when you try to give it to them. You have to block them. They have yeah, to block you for what? Telling them the truth. You weren't swearing at him. You weren't threatening him. You no, weren't making no. things up. You were just preaching the gospel to him, but he blocked you. Yeah, I think that was on, um, might have been on Instagram or Twitter. I can't, can't remember which one. I sent you a copy of that where yeah. Taylor got all sarcastic with me and everything and then blocked me. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Taylor, you're not going to tame the beast. And your your uh, small group that you have over there on YouTube, when it comes right down to it, most of the people are going to stand with uh, the Catholic Church. Do we have a clip of Taylor? Yeah. Is that oh, Latin? Is that uh, wait a minute? Let me see this. I think I have one of them. I have that one. I have uh, the Latin about, I do have this news report about the Latin mass. Let's play that. Pope Francis doesn't frequently hand out condemnations, but when he does, they're often geared towards a certain group. Here to tell us more about the Pope's issue with the church's traditionalist demographic is church militant Nick Wiley. Nick. Yeah, Nadia, for years, the Vicar of Christ has trained criticism on a certain portion of his flock. In tonight's in-depth report, I analyzed the Pope's recent comments about traditional Catholics. They are not traditional. They are indigenous. They are going backwards without roots. Returning from Canada, Francis called traditional Catholics backwardists and declared backwardism, being stuck in the past, sinful 
because it does not, quote, go forward with the church. The same pope who, when asked about the homosexual lobby, quipped, who am I to judge, has been admonishing Catholics for wanting to turn back the liturgical clock. While the Vicar of Christ certainly has the authority to restrict the Tridentine Mass, some faithful Catholics have been asking, why would he? A poll by Crisis Magazine showed a 71% increase in U.S. Latin Mass attendance from January 2019 to June 2021. But a CARA poll reported the percentage of U.S. Catholics attending mostly English Masses was dismal during roughly the same period. In his 2021 Moda Proprio, Traditionis Custodis, Francis proclaimed the Novus Ordo is the unique expression of the Roman Rite, the literal translation being the only expression. So, why is Pope Francis only throttling the TLM when there are various approved liturgical rites just in the Latin Church? But even in the Western Church, there's the Ambrosian rite, there's the Dominican rite, there's the Carmelite rite, there's the Carthusian rite, there's the rite of Toledo in Spain. Not to mention the Western rite approved for the Anglican Ordinariate. The Pope asserts a rejection of Vatican II as a reason for restricting the TLM. <laughs> They, they yeah, just, that was that was church militant. That wasn't Taylor Marshall. No, but I, I don't have that yeah, clip. But. Uh, okay, but you know, yeah, Taylor Marshall just had the biggest fit of them all, I think, and calling him an antichrist and that he should be impeached and everything. You yeah, know, the Pope. Yeah, we'll see who's going to get impeached. We'll see when they they haven't they, they haven't even they haven't struck back yet at these men. Oh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. If, uh, like you said, if they don't get excommunicated, they're not going to put up with them. No, no. And actually, they've even come against uh, the Catholic, you know, the Vatican has come against EWTN, the network that, um, oh, the, the one founded by, yeah, Mother Angelica and then, and then um, Pacla. Oh, yeah, uh, I have that clip. But they have I, come against, the, the Vatican came against EWTN. Yes, yes, because um, the interview with Aurora, he kind of runs EWTN, and he was the one that you played earlier with um, Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he runs EWTN. And uh, so, and Pacwa, too, is is regular on the board and everything with EWTN. So those guys kind of run it. And see, they're coming against him now. And so now, they're getting the backlash as well. Yeah, you could go ahead and play the one by um, Papua. This situation of the Pachamama statues. I was blessed back in 1975 to go work in Peru. And especially in the mountains, not so much in Lima and on the coast, but in the mountains, Pachamama was still adored and worshipped. She was part of a, uh, a hierarchy of deities. The gods of the mountains were the chief deities. Pachamama, or Mother Earth, was, you know, the bay under them. Below Pachamama were Jesus, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the saints, and then the rest of us. So they had integrated Pachamama into a pseudo-Catholic view of the world, putting the mountains first, 
Pachamama, Mother Earth, second, and then below them, Jesus and Mary and the saints. And there was uh, one trip I made. Uh, you know, Peru has high mountains, very high mountains, because it's very active for earthquakes. And I was in one that was good-sized jolt. I mean, the wall looked like a piece of paper that was being rattled. You know, so it's, it's scary. But there was a terrible one in 1970 on the uh, Feast of Corpus Christi. And it was 7.9 on the Richter scale. And a chunk of Mount Huascaran slid down into a lake and displaced the water from the lake and it rolled down the mountain at 120 miles per hour with a wall of mud and rock. And in seconds, it covered the city of Yungay. You can, I, I went there. And the only thing to survive was a statue of Jesus Christ at the local cemetery. It's Christ with his arms stretched out. You can see the picture. And it's still there, still standing. One of the most amazing things about this is that at the base of it, when I was there in 75, but at the base of that large statue of Christ, someone had written, there were a few survivors, they were having a picnic on a hill. And they watched their whole town die. They couldn't even uncover it. They couldn't, couldn't go get the bodies. It's just, it's all, just a now a mass cemetery for 24,000 people. And in there, it, the, the, at the base of the statue, it says, by the survivors, such is the fate of those who worship Pachamama instead of the true Christ. That was their response. And, you know, the introduction of the statues of Pachamama into the synod on the Amazon is something that is a major scandal. We are forbidden to have idols. We are forbidden to worship other gods. And you, some officials tried a little dance of their own, saying, well, it's a symbol of fertility and motherhood. Knock it off. <laughs> We're not stupid. We're not. This is an idol. And here's the fruit. You know, we talk about wolves and sheep clothing and bad fruit. The Bishop's Conference of Italy has a mission office. And they publish in there a prayer to the mother of earth of the Inca peoples, to Pachamama. <gasps> and it quotes, this is what the prayer reads, Pachamama of these places, drink and eat as much as you like of these offerings so that this land may be fruitful. Pachamama, good mother, be propitious. Stop! You're talking about making an offering to a goddess that the people of the Andes put higher than Jesus and his blessed mother.
this situation of the Pachamama statues. I was blessed back in 19... That's pretty shocking, but they do the same thing with statues of Mary and... That's right. he is. I know. And then again, you've got uh, sun, late sun, young moon, and mama moon. They're above Jesus as well. Yeah, so, and, you know... And the, <laughs> the, 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 one of the big reasons I'm so upset with Trump over this is the fact that he's a billionaire. He doesn't need a, a million dollars, whatever Moon was paying him to, to read that script that he read. In, in Nansuk's book, she says that Whitney Houston was offered a million dollars to come and sing for Moon, and she bowed out. She had enough, she had enough gumption yeah. and courage to bow out and not to take Moon's million, but Trump doesn't. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Well, and Pachamama, of course, for those that don't know the background, it was something that happened about, about a year ago when um, the Pope brought in that whole group of people from Peru and, and they brought their god Pachamama with them. And he, uh, again, out in the Vatican Square, got involved in, or in the garden at the Vatican. Um, they they celebrated this Pachamama and he even brought her into St. Peter's Church and all of this kind of stuff. And so there was a big fallout among the the faithful Catholics <laughs> over that. And um, and so they're, they've been fighting this losing battle all the way. That Pachamama, you know, is still being honored by the Pope and his cardinals. Again, all those uh, huge several rows of these new. Uh, cardinals that it, you know in the Cana- the Canadian ones, they all did the same thing, putting their hand over their heart to uh, you know to come into the with the you know with the shaman from the um, you know from the the Canadian Indian shaman yeah, brought them did, all in through through grandma <laughs> grandma <laughs> right into the circle of spirits or whatever. So you know. <laughs> The, the the conservative Catholics like Pacwa, who you just heard from, who was a, actually a friend of the, the late Dr. Walter Martin. Uh, in fact, he, the two of them uh, were on the John Ankerberg show together yeah. back in the 80s. Yeah, debating. You can see the, those on YouTube, those debates they had. Yeah, yeah, you can still see this on YouTube. Yeah, the debates between. But at the same time, Walter referred to Pacwa as his brother. No, well, no, well, he wasn't, or he's not our brother. No, he wasn't no brother. That that man wailed on me, and that's another story I don't have time for at the end of the show. But he uh, he had it out with me. He was really kind to me when he wanted some information that I had on uh, a heretic of theirs by the name of Matthew Fox. But anyway, that's another story. But he was so kind to me until I told him that I'm a former Catholic, and then he went berserk on me and said, you're not a separated brethren, you're an apostate, and you're going to hell. Yes. Yeah, because I have to come back. Uh, Protestants, they don't have to, they can still be saved, according to Vatican II, uh, because they didn't know any better, but you, as a former Catholic, know better, and you're not a, you're not a uh, blessed, you know, uh, brethren. Well, you are an apostate, okay? Yeah. That's what I got from Pacwa. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll say so. called brother. <laughs> yeah, the so-called brother. Yeah, never mind. I'm not a Protestant. Uh, that's the name they gave us. And that's right. we're Christians. We were called Christians at Antioch. We're the real Christians, not you. They've tried yeah. to, they've taken this whole thing and turned it around that they, we broke off from the one true church and then they call us Protestants and then they're referred to as Christians. No, born again believers in Jesus Christ are, are the real Christians. We're the real church. That's I don't right. want your label. And uh, no, keep your label to yourself. And so it's pretty crazy. It, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's going to be int- even more interesting to watch, to see what happens. Hopefully some of these guys will really get saved and realize they're, they're not going to change the beast. They'll crush them. They'll crush them. They've done it in the past to people. They've done horrible things to people because they wouldn't join their church and they wouldn't support the Pope. And so they don't need you. Yeah, but it's all culminating, isn't it? And um, and you can see the, the fingerprints of the spirit of Antichrist through all of these different elements. That's, that's and, the thing, yeah. Yeah, they're all kind of trying to bring it all together in this oneness that is you know it, it's it's the oneness of all of those that are on the broad road <laughs> you know, well, it's not yeah, the ones yeah, on the yeah. narrow way <laughs> not the ones that are on the narrow way but, no but, but the bible says to earnestly contend for the faith and we have to earnestly contend for the faith and so yep. yeah it's contentious it's contentious and it, it just it just makes my blood boil when I see these things happening and I see the deception. And we need more courageous men and women to stand up for the truth and to cry aloud and spare not and not to compromise for for politics or anything else uh, in the days ahead. But we have to make our voices loud and our voices heard by people that we're not going to put up with this. The Lord, the, the uh, church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not going to put up with it. We are not going to bow down to these antichrist figures for any reason. Right. That's exactly what they are. We know the master's voice and a stranger we won't follow. And boy, the stranger is 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 just playing the same old tune, you know, with different lyrics for all of them. Yeah, it is. It is the same old tune. We're we're God, and we're the only ones, and we're going to unite all the religions of the world, and we're the peacemakers. We're going to yeah. bring peace to the earth. And there's only one Prince of Peace. That's right. And we serve the ever-living God, the God, the true God, the God Amen. who gave his life for us. And none of these men would lay down their life. They can be bought and sold just like that, these people. Yep. And there's only one that laid down his life for us to give us to give us life. And we're forever grateful to the Lord Jesus for what he's done for these 
40 years that we've had, 41 years that we've had knowing him and, uh -huh. and loving him and serving him. So we shall not be moved. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it's, um, he's our defense but and we defend him. <laughs> yeah, we defend him. And I would encourage people to write uh, letters to... Uh, send emails to make phone calls to broadcast it on your Facebook page or your Twitter page or your YouTube channel, whatever, to get these things out to the public at large. The more people that are talking about these things, the less people that are going to be deceived in the days ahead. And so I would encourage people to really shout it from the rooftops about these things that are going on, especially these antichrist figures that are out there to deceive people. And they're so cunning <laughs> and crafty in, in, uh, well, it's getting so dark that you don't want to participate in its, its missions. And, uh, and, uh, we have to be, like you say, the ones crying out in the wilderness that we're not going to join in. We're going to be his ambassadors shouting from the rooftops, but not joining in in the processions. No, that's <laughs> it. And, and it's the same thing if you're attending a church where your pastor is compromised. You'd have a word with him, sit down with him, talk to him, see if you can educate him about some of these things. And then if they don't listen, leave. Don't participate in these things. Just don't participate. Even if you have shake to be alone. Yeah, shake the dust off your feet and, and uh, just go elsewhere. This is not a time to compromise. We have to stand up for the truth like never before and uh, not bow the knee to, the, to this insanity that we see. We just mm -hmm. pray that the Lord keeps us strong and that we can Amen. carry on the work that he's assigned us to do. So we have a small voice compared to all those other voices. But I know, but I'm, I'm hoping that someone will hear our small voices that people that have larger voices than we do. And they'll, they'll pick yeah. up, pick the, pick up this banner and join right. us in the fight. Yeah. Cause we're in this thing together. We, the body of Christ is strong when we're when we're united in truth in truth yep so we can't be defeated but if we're not going to stand up for the truth and stand up for what's right then we don't have as much power as we could have we have we have uh, political influence they need our votes these people and we don't have to be wishy-washy about it when it comes to telling these men and these women the truth about their evil ways. If we don't stand up for the truth, then we will be given over to believe the lie. Yes. So we better, this is more important to stand up for the truth now than ever in the history of the church, because we're coming to the culmination and those who compromise and they're not going to be the ones that, that God is going to use or they, they even, they even risk you know, they risk a lot. They risk deception itself if they don't love the truth enough to put their lives down for it 
and to, you know, not compromise. If they compromise, they don't have the kind of love for the truth that the Lord is seeking. Well, that's true. The Bible says that even the elect would be deceived. That's right. Boy, oh boy. Well, anyway, Susan. <laughs> a great program well, today. And so it's all very thought-provoking, sobering, but we just hope that there'll be others that God would direct toward the program and would listen and people that have more influence and uh, a bigger audience where they could get these these things out so that uh, people aren't deceived and they know the truth and the truth will set them free. Hallelujah. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on. It's always great to have you. We're in the battle together, Susan. <laughs> yeah, we are. Thank God for uh, good friends and godly people that we can talk to, we can share, we can yeah. get counseling from. And thank God that there's, there's God has some good people out there. And yeah. uh, we just need to unite and be strong together and to uh, help the church along this because it, it is, it's, 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 everything's coming to an end. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Time to gear up for it. Yeah. We just have to be ready and to, yeah. and to be strong. But all right. So we'll be talking soon, Jackie. And that, where can people reach you on Facebook? Yeah. Yes. They can just look me up, Jackie Alnor, on Facebook and send me a friend request or. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at my webpage, christiansentinel.com, and I do put out a monthly update, so do uh, stay in touch. Yeah, Jackie has her book, The United States of Israel, and that's available on Amazon. That's right. And I hope hope Jackie will be updating some of her other books, too. Oh, yeah, I know. I have some work to do. <laughs> My work's cut out for me. <laughs> I know. It's, there's always something to do, but yeah, right. thank you that we can do it. And so, yeah, if you want to, the, Jackie's on Facebook, and she uh, will. She always posts interesting stories, and uh, she, she goes back and forth with people. And so it's a, it's a good outlet. For, uh, for you to have if you want to talk to her that way. Okay, so we'll be talking soon. Okay. God bless. God bless you too and everybody, all the listeners. Yes, amen to that. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. And, you know, the most important thing I have the Prince of Peace, I have peace, and I have joy no matter what's going on. And you can only have that peace in your life. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 9 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10.13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus Christ paid the penalty for your sins. 
And no matter what sin you have committed, God will forgive you. And he will give you a brand new life. He can deliver you from alcoholism, from drug addiction, from any sin that so easily besets you. God will forgive you and he will forget about it and give you new life. Only Jesus Christ can do that. Nobody else can do that for you. And salvation is simple. You, you could say, well, I have to change my life first. I can't. I'm not ready yet. There's too many things I've done. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time. No matter what you've done, God can forgive you. He loved you enough to send his son to die for you. God bless you. Thank you.